Hey everyone, my name is Randy Todd, and I want to welcome you to episode 89 of Something Worth Thinking About. In today's podcast, we want to ponder the opening lines of the Apostle Paul's letter to the ancient church in Corinth. Now, this was a church that was chock full of some pretty serious behavioral problems, as well as some significant misunderstandings of the gospel of Jesus and the coming kingdom of God. Yet, Paul opens this letter with these incredibly encouraging words of affirmation to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy. There is something worth hearing and considering in these words, because whether we want to admit it or not, the church today is very much like the church was then. We still have some serious behavioral issues among us, and we have significant misunderstandings of the gospel of Jesus and the kingdom of God. Even so, God has sanctified us and called us to be holy. So we do not need to shy away from this calling because we feel unworthy. Our God has called us with a holy calling. And we, like the Christians of old, need to embrace God's call on our lives and pursue the life, relentlessly pursue the life God has called us to live in Christ Jesus our Lord. Our reading for today is 1 Corinthians chapter 1, the first three lines. Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes. To the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy. Together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want us to just pause for a moment and linger on the way Paul describes himself. Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. Now Paul then moves to this affirmation of the church as being sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy. Some of our English translations called to be saints or called to be God's holy people. But however we read this, I want us to think about this in light of Paul's story. Later in this same letter in chapter 15 verses 9 through 10, Paul describes himself this way, for I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. If we look elsewhere in the New Testament, we see that Paul wrote a letter to a young evangelist named Timothy. And he says this about himself 
and 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 15 through 17. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, as we hear what Paul said about the church and what he also says about himself, I want us to bring all this together because I think it's really important for us to understand that when we look at our own lives as individuals and then we look at the life of congregations that we belong to and the church all around the world, let's just bring all this together and think about what was going on in the life of the church in ancient Corinth so long ago that Paul writes to and says, you are the church of God. You have been sanctified in Christ and God has called you to be his holy people. God has called you to be saints. God has called you to be holy. Now this church in Corinth is a church that had some blatant sexual immorality taking place among them. This is a church that was seriously misguided in their approach to the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper, instead of showing honor and acceptance and unity and oneness in Christ, was a divisive matter. And there was indifference and there was a lack of consideration for one another. This is a church that had members who either misunderstood or actually denied the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord. And to that, we want to say, what on earth? And yet this is clearly the case when you read through 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This is a church that was divided over a wide range of issues as you read through this letter. And this is a church that was made up of people who once lived incredibly ungodly, unholy lives because they did not yet know the Lord. This is a church that needed to be reminded that the greatest, most important thing that we must get right in our lives is to love one another with the love of God. If you put faith, hope, and love side by side, the greatest of these is love. And this is a church that evidently had forgotten this and was losing its way. They weren't perfect. They didn't have it all figured out. They were still learning. They were still making mistakes. They were still trying to find their way forward as those who now belong to Christ Jesus our Lord. And I submit to you that this sounds a lot like the church today. We, like the ancient church in Corinth, have some growing up to do. We have some things we need to talk about. We have some things we need to change. We have some things that we need to confess and acknowledge and open our eyes to realize that this is not what God has called us to be, to do, to pursue, or to be about. We have some things that we need to grow up in Christ and to become. And with God's help, just as 
God helped his people long ago and all through the ages. With God's help, we too can and we will become everything that God has called us to be in Christ. So let's hear these words again as though they are addressed to the church where you live, to the church of God in your hometown, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. There is something worth hearing and considering and pondering in these words. Because again, whether we want to admit it or not, the church today is very much like the church was then. We still have some significant behavioral issues among us. We are obviously still very and deeply divided. And we have some significant misunderstandings of the gospel of Jesus and the kingdom of God all around us. Even so, God himself has sanctified us through and through and called us to be holy. And if God calling you to be holy sounds too strong, sounds too impossible, how about this? Several of our English translations put it this way. We are called to be saints. We're called to be saints. Saint is just a really old English word that means a holy person. God has called you and me to be saints, to be his holy people. And we do not need to shy away from this calling because we feel unworthy. Paul didn't. Think about that. Paul, also known previously to us as Saul of Tarsus, did not shy away from the holy calling of God on his life. And yet he saw himself as the worst of sinners because he had persecuted the church of the living God. I mean, what could possibly be worse than what Paul has done? And yet... Paul recognized the grace of God and he honored the call of God on his life. Our God has called us today with the same holy calling and we like Christians of old, we like the Apostle Paul, need to embrace God's call on our lives and pursue the life that God has called us to live in Jesus Christ our Lord. God's grace in Paul's life made a radical change in Paul. God's grace was not in vain. God's grace was not without effect. God's grace in one life after another down through the ages has not been in vain. God's grace with us, with you, will make a difference. It will change us, transform us and move us forward into the glorious will of our Father in heaven. Now, it won't always be easy, but I believe with all my heart that it will always be worth it.
Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you.